Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. Welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once, the podcast from Haven, the Home Builders Association, Vancouver. It's season three, and we're exploring how our homes can improve our well-being. We'll be looking at the impact of the air we breathe, the water we drink, and the acoustic levels in our homes, smart kitchens, award-winning designs, and leading-edge building construction. We ask the questions so you know how to make your home work for you. I'm Jennifer Lee Gunson. And I'm Mike Friedman. Now that you're here, why not hit subscribe, and you'll never miss an episode. Hey, Mike, it's great to see you back in the studio. Well, hello, Jennifer Lee. It's good to see you, too. It's been a while, and it's good to be back. This is way more fun than working. This season is particular interest to me as we look at how buildings operate for the well-being of the people inside. As you know, I love how home automation makes our lives better, so I can't wait to get our guests in here and explore how buildings can help improve our lives. I agree. Coming from a builder's family, there's a lot of discussion with families on the benefit of building beyond the basic code for added comfort, safety, and other benefits. And living through a pandemic, spending more time at home, we seem to have heightened our awareness of the value of home for sure. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Working from home with three dogs and three kids, I can tell you we've come to really appreciate notice the things in our home that we wish we could improve on. Me too. And I know what you're living with, so I, I applaud you. I live alone, so I'm, I'm good to go. So let's get to it. All right. I'm super stoked to introduce today's guest. He's a, a longtime work colleague of mine. He's a friend of mine, and he's somebody who's actually from my industry, at least my past industry. And honestly, he's one of the nicest people in the business. Brett Stenner of CI Partners is here. Brett has over 23 years of experience in the residential electronics industry, including 16 years as a product trainer and sales manager for both Hitachi and Samsung, and four years on the tools as technology integrator. Brett is the owner of CI Partners, a company that represents the best in home technology in Canada. As members of Haven, Build GTA, IDC, and HTA, Brett is focused on building bridges between the design community and technology. In 2020, he became Well AP certified with a focus on spreading a healthy home and creating conversations about the technology that makes the home well for the human. Thank you so much, Brett, for coming on today. Let's always, like everybody else, let's start at the beginning. I want to know a little bit more about you. I know Mike just did a great intro on you, but give us a bit more of your background, please. Thanks for having me on here. It's great. Been in technology for the longest time, passionate about it, passionate about uh, how it can make your life easier in your home. And then the next stage of what I'm passionate about technology is, is the wellness side. And that all kind of started in before COVID. I took an interest in, in how lighting control can affect your sleep patterns in your home. And then when COVID kind of came about, I looked into other technologies and, uh, and what the industry was doing in order to get accreditation. And on that note, what is AP certification, just in case somebody doesn't know? So well, AP is a certification in more of an industrial commercial environment. It's put out by the International Well Building Institute, and they basically created seven criterias that a well AP certified person would come in and make sure that the building you know, follows these criteria. Um, the criteria is mainly set for that commercial environment, and they're now working on the on home advisory committee that's designing that for a residential environment. 
So we're talking about scaling something for a residential environment. Can we talk a little about what certified buildings being good for humans means to someone who owns a home or is living in a home in a residential setting? Looking into different aspects of the house, not just the energy side of it. And energy is very important and uh, our footprint on the earth is very important. But what happens when we when we make something more energy efficient, we may take away from the, the past building, you know, breathable building that we've had where your air is, is coming from the outside and it's allowing it to circulate. But when you seal that building, it's going to make it tighter. And now you need to take care of the air that's happening inside. Um, so homeowners can do many different things in their home, which you know, I'd love to talk about, um, that can help them have better wellness, um, you know, that aren't that expensive. Uh, there are some very expensive solutions. And then there's technology that can help us, you know, monitor it and make sure that we're making healthy decisions. Okay. And before we go too much further, we just talked about air quality, but obviously there's a lot more to wellness in the home than just air quality. Can you help us by expanding on some of the other areas you might focus on um, to help a homeowner experience a better lifestyle in their home or certified buildings, which are good for humans? Yeah, so out of the seven criteria in a commercial environment, the most important ones are air, water, and light. Um, you know, and these are all things that we consume. We consume air, we consume water. Uh, light just helps the experience of the home and gives you better sleep patterns. The other four that are part of the Well AP, which could actually have something for the home also, is fitness, comfort, mind, and nourishment. You know, it's really a look at the house being instead of a place to live, it needs to be designed for life. That makes sense. You have your house built because you want a place to live, but the design of it should be based on life. And that's really what the, the message is going to be uh, for well, uh, just reading some of their introduction, what they're doing, you know, it's going to be important that that is part of that conversation. So it's not about the mechanics of it and where the air purifier goes or the water purification goes. It's also about how it's designed. So as when you walk into a house, you know, I live with music every day in my home. I have speakers in the ceiling and I love it. It always has just lightly playing music and that's my comfort level. So everyone's going to be a little bit different in what they find comfortable in the home. What we talked about, the, the physical health uh, and what air is, you know, doing to your body and what better air can do and water and what it can do and light and what it can do for your sleep. But there's the mind side of it that we talked about mood and that mind side of it is so equally important. And Brett, like a lot of us don't know this stuff, like a lot of the current homes are living in are probably not as healthy as they could be. And I think this is something that we're learning. There's a lot of outdated buildings. Um, so what are some just, I know we're going to get more into it later, but what do you think is like the easiest way to start having a healthy home? If you can just give one little start. I would start with monitoring what your home is like. When you put in an air monitor, you're going to experience, you know, what little things happen in your home and the, the lifestyle things you do and how it's affecting the air in your house. Uh, an example of that is uh, our, our uh, colleague in the industry, Larry Clay, had a posting on LinkedIn um, where he talked about his daughter turning on the gas stove, not turning on the hood fan. 
Um, and he wasn't at home, but his air monitor sent him a notification saying that the air quality in home, at his home has gone from you know, very good to not so great. And so he phones his daughter and says, hey, did you not turn on the hood fan? And of course, freaking his daughter out because he's not there. Uh, he could tell from the app that there was a change. And so little things we can do in our, in our home, whether it's opening a window, whether it's turning on the hood fan, using uh, VOC-free cleaning supplies. These are all things that we can make that are just lifestyle change. It's There's no cost to that. And I think you hit it on the head too. There's just some simple apps or just some simple devices that we got to monitor first before we know what we need to change or maybe other things that we need to bring into the home. We need to know what we're starting with. And I know I was researching the Google Nest today and the Google Nest also tells you about the heating, like how much heat you use and things like that that we don't think about. So I think just kind of starting at step one and thinking like, okay, what are we starting with? Am I totally like, is my home like so bad that we need to like fully renovate it? Or what are some things that we can add into the home technology wise? Yeah, just, you know, there's several different air monitors that are out there. Uh, you know, you can buy them on Amazon, one that that I use here from AirThings. It kind of monitors every part of what's happening in the air and gives me those notifications. And I've always believed that when you have the knowledge, you have the power to make small change. And then you can make those changes slowly but surely. So it's just getting started. That's all we want you to do. That's correct. While we're on the topic of knowledge is power and monitoring is knowledge, are there any other areas in the house we can monitor? As an example, we have a very safe water supply here in Canada. Is it worth us looking at something to monitor the quality of water coming into our house? Are there any other areas in terms of wellness that you think we should be monitoring to give us that knowledge we need to make the right decision? I mean, we're blessed with the water we have in Vancouver. It's drinkable straight out of the tap, but there's scenarios that we need to also look at that can happen. And I believe that we need to, you know, have greater individual responsibility. So an example, you know, the smoky summers that we're starting to experience year after year, well, that particulate ends up in our water supply. And I know our water supply has disinfecting capabilities that are, that are, you know, removing a lot of things, but there's also byproducts to that. And by putting in water purification systems in a house, you are taking that individual responsibility and proper water into your body. Some of those can be expensive. Some of them can be inexpensive. You can also get, you know, simple things like a Brita water filter in your fridge that can help you you know, have better water, buy a fridge with the water filter built in, or you can get under the counter water purification systems or whole home. So it all depends on the budget, but there is something for everyone's budget when it comes to the water that we consume. Perfect. And let's dive a little bit more into air. I know we talked about it, but obviously air is very important. And what are just, we already talked about monitoring it, but really what are some misconceptions that maybe we have in our home currently that we don't know about the air quality? Like what are some things that maybe while we're sitting here, it's like we wouldn't even recognize unless we're an expert like yourself? Well, I mean, we, we all think that the outdoor air is, is the place to be. Uh, and that's true. Um, so the indoor air quality that we most people live, about 90% of our time spent indoors. And air quality indoors is usually 5% worse than outdoors. So as soon as you enter your home, you're thinking you're entering your sanctuary where you're safe, but the indoor air quality is worse than what you would have outside. Uh, and a lot of that could come down to the materials in your home, especially a new house. 
we talk about VOCs, which is volatile organic uh, compounds. And this is basically the chemicals that are in furniture, wood flooring, paint, uh, hair products, you know, all those sort of things. And that enters our air. And, you know, you need to be conscious of that side of it also. So in a new home, the, the VOC count is quite high and an air monitor would tell you that. Um, and so you can always do things like buy older furniture, you know, from a secondhand store or something, uh, which would allow you to reduce those VOCs in your home. One other question. I absolutely love my gas stove and my gas range top and I love cooking with it, but obviously I'm burning something. It's a combustible substance. Um, can you talk a little about indoor air quality as it relates to that and some of the things that we should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. I have a gas stove at home. I, I love cooking on gas, but you certainly know that it turns on when you have an air monitor in your house because it is emitting, you know, CO2. It's, it, you're going to put that into the air that you're breathing in, in your home. Simple things like we mentioned earlier, you can turn on the hood fan. There is technology in some of these gas stoves now that will talk to a hood fan and will turn it on automatically. If you have a, an automation system in your house, you could automate that where the the uh, air quality sensor would talk to the automation system, which would then trigger the hood fan to turn on. So there's lots of opportunities, especially in a new build, to, to put that type of technology in place. And when you're doing it at that point, it's, it's not that much more expensive to add that type of feature. There's so many things that are thrown at a, at a new build and the person building the house you know, right down to expensive appliances, to the heating, the HVAC, all that. And part of it that, that really isn't talked about is that air quality and what they need to do to, to make the air quality inside the house. So as the tightness of the house gets better and better because we're trying to, you know, make it as energy efficient as possible, the problem with that is the air that's inside the house is going to be inside the house. It doesn't you know, get cleaned. In the past, they used to say homes needed to breathe and let outside air flow through the house and all that, which is still true because as I mentioned earlier, air quality inside a house is usually five times worse than outside and all of our air comes from the outside. If we have control of the air inside, now there's a better opportunity of making that air better. So by having the right air purification system that's part of the conversation early on in the build, it actually, you can make that air inside the house better than the air outside. Which is important because, you know, in the last few summers, especially this past summer, it's been really bad with the fires out there and the smoke is getting so bad that we've got to find different ways to to be safe indoors and have good air quality. Because I know it's bothered me, like, and it bothered a lot of people, especially seniors like my mom and dad. It's like when you're breathing in that smoky air every day, it's not really good for you. And then the other side of that is, you know, with you know, airborne illnesses, when your air in your home has a lot of dust particles, uh, humidity level is not correct, then it actually allows airborne, you know, viruses and everything to float in the house amongst, you know, people in the home. Uh, you know, we live in that time, right, where you want to be more conscious of what is actually happening when you're close to people. And people don't think about allergies being indoors, but they are like, everyone laughs at me. My winter allergies are probably worse than my other seasonal allergies. 
And I talked to the doctor and she said, no, they can be worse. And it doesn't matter if you're clean. It's just because you're stuck inside. You've got the recirculating air, depending on what type of home you're living in. Some people even have what electric heat that gets dusty and it's not good to breathe in. And if you have pets, there could be dander stuck in the carpet. And people don't realize that it's like allergies can really be brought in inside your home, no matter how clean you are. Yeah. And, and that's why the the well certification, they look at you know, how is the building treating the human and not necessarily how the, the building is treating the environment. And they're both equally important, but we just don't have those conversations until now about the wellness of that person. Well, I think it's an important conversation to have. And what I like about this is what we're talking about here can benefit everyone immediately. All of us should be thinking about this in indoor air quality because we all have lungs. That being said, there are a lot of people out there, including some of my family members who have respiratory illnesses, uh, asthma and things like that. And these people can be helped immediately by using some of these small scalable solutions to improve the indoor air quality, water quality, and every other aspect of how they interface with their house. I am hoping you can just expand on one thing. You talked a little about using some automation to do things like tie your hood fan in to your range top. For people who don't live in the world that we live in, can you just very briefly talk about A, what is automation and B, how that might benefit someone looking to gain some of these things that we just talked about in their home? The simplest way of understanding automation, I always use a, a morning scene, uh, you know, where you can get up in the morning and you hit either a button or, I mean, you can go as far as having sensors in your floor that knows that you're getting up and it will create paths, uh, maybe turn on some music, uh, raise the shades, all at the push of one simple button in our command. It's something that's becoming more and more common and it allows you to bring that automation side into the wellness side. So, you know, I mentioned automated shades. Well, shading is part of lighting in your home. Uh, it's the control of outdoor light within your home. And so by us having the ability of controlling the outdoor light, we can do things like reduce glare. Uh, we can, you know, can help control the, the temperature in the house. Also, you can create that into an automated side also. So that's the other part of automation is you could have sensors that monitors where the sun is. And if you need to block the sun out of your living room because it heats the living room up too much during the day, your automation system can do that. Looking at the home from the vantage point of what a home can do for the human who lives in it is so forward thinking. I love it. And we have a lot more to uncover. You touched a little bit on lighting. We're going to do that shortly and dive deeper into that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and talk to our sponsors. Measure Twice, Cut Once is grateful for the support from our podcast partners, Fortis BC, BA Robinson, AI Technology and Design, and their support helps us share expert knowledge and resources like you're hearing today from Brett Stenner of CI Partners to help build, design, and renovate the home right for you. And speaking of resources, the BC Energy Step Code Program is a provincial standard that is moving the entire home building industry forward to build homes to better energy efficiency standards, which means better comfort, health, and safety. Be sure to check out betterhomesbc.ca where you'll find a variety of rebates for construction materials, home energy evaluations, plus mortgage and tax refunds. There are also rebates for renovations too. Just click on the rebate search tool button on the homepage of betterhomesbc.ca to find cost-saving resources for your next project or talk with your licensed builder or professional contractor. They'll help guide you. Now let's get back to Brett. Okay, Brett. So we led a little bit into it in our last discussion. We were talking about 
water. Uh, we talked about some simple ways that obviously you can purify your water. On a grander scale, though, in your home, is there anything uh, that you can do to better your water? And where do you start? Like, how do you even know if your water isn't great or not? The testing procedures. Now, water testing is a little bit different. There isn't a, um, really a consumer device for water testing. So you would have to, you know, get a hold of a, a professional that could come in with a water testing tool and, and do tests of the water out of your tap. Uh, I know Metro Vancouver does, you know, thousands of tests every year on the water supply. Uh, and we are, you know, commonly rated as some of the best water in North America. Uh, but there is that path that water goes you know, from their testing through the pipes into your home. And if it's an older home with copper pipes, those pipes do give some materials that will go our particulate that will go into the water that you are consuming. Um, so water testing is the only way that you're going to know straight from your tap what your water quality is. Um, and that can be the time of the year too, right? We all, I mean, I remember experiencing, you know, milkier water in the springtime when there's runoff. Um, you know, and I was thinking this earlier, like we, we go through our fire season and, you know, what happens if there's a fire on the North shore here, you know, God forbid that, that, that happens and it's in our watershed that will affect our water supply. And that's why I like living with the, the idea of a greater, you know, individual responsibility where you could, you know, have a water purification system in your home and you're taking care of your home. And if there are some unforeseen circumstances that happen, that we can, uh, you know, we can look after ourselves also. I, I look at it like this. Some of what we're talking about might not be needed right now, but there's a lot of stuff in our home that we don't need on a regular basis, like a smoke detector or a sprinkler system. It's there in case we need it. So to your point, we have very, very good water in Vancouver now, but I know out in White Rock, we've had issues with water out there. I and mean, certainly in Walkerton, Ontario, there were issues with water. And let's be realistic. 10 years ago, we had not nearly as many issues with indoor air quality and heat domes and stuff. So just because it's good now doesn't mean it's not going to be great later, And but it doesn't mean it is going to be great. And so being able to design infrastructure in our home that helps us prepare for this and the eventualities of change. And I think it's important that half of what we think about here is not just where we're at now, but what we're going to be in a few years and planning for the future because it's coming. Absolutely. I, I agree. You know, with the, the design of buildings, they need to take that into account uh, right now. So it needs to be an early conversation in the build cycle. And water is so important because, like I said, going back to the fact that we've had so many natural occurrences and phenomenons this year, like heat dome, you need water floods if if you're in an area of floods maybe you have to boil your water for proper hydration it's just it's a lot to think about and and unfortunately as we keep going not to be pessimistic it's something we need to think about we don't know or you know they always talk on knock on wood they always talk about that big earthquake coming too so like what would that do to our water supply you know these are things i don't want everyone running for the hills and screaming but we need to think about these things you know what the time we live right now I mean, two years ago at this point in time we didn't think that we would go through two years of you know, what we've gone through. So, you know, if you could go back two years right now and plan for what it would have been like for those two years, you probably would, would have done a few things differently and, and planned ahead. Yeah. And you talk about planning and something that I think a lot of us 
Should have thought about before COVID, me and Klug's I live in a basement suite is light. We spend so much time in our homes, either if we're locked down or even now uh, that people are moving freely. A lot more people are staying at home for long periods of time, either you're working there or maybe because we do have some restrictions on some social stuff, you're not going out as much. But how does lighting impact you? I know it can impact a lot of moods, but how does lighting impact everyone? Yeah, I mean, there's so many layers to lighting. Biggest topic when it comes to wellness is your sleep patterns. Light has a major effect on your sleep pattern because we are geared to follow the sun. So we have a circadian rhythm to our body that, you know, tells us to be, you know, the most alert during the middle of the day and, and start feeling sleepy at night because it's time for bed. That's, that's the, the nature of a human. With indoor lighting, we're changing that. And so, you know, we spend time in front of devices, TVs, you know, we, we, we put different uh, color temperature LED light bulbs in our homes now. And that blue light that's in some of these uh, devices actually makes your body think that it's earlier in the day. So there is technology that, that is available now that will allow your lighting system, if you do have a lighting control system, to follow, you know, the circadian rhythm of the sun and help those sleep patterns maintain a, a natural rhythm. I think it's funny that uh, you say that it's meant to keep you up because I know many doctors always say to the worst thing you can do before you fall asleep is look at a screen. I find though <laughs> at nighttime, anytime I watch a screen, I fall asleep. Like I could be watching a movie and I'm out. Like I don't think I've ever watched a full movie. So I guess it just depends on the person. Light isn't just about, you know, our body waking up and everything like that. It's also good for our mental health. I know during the winter, uh, myself included, a lot of us suffer from, you know, maybe being a little bit depressed when it's quite dark outside too. So how can you change the light up in your home for that? Some of the things I did is add lighting that is a little more cheery and that can be in multiple layers. So what I mean by multiple layers, instead of just having that, you know, pot lights in your ceiling, you have, you know, maybe strip lights under the counter or, you know, above the, the, the countertops or, you know, anything that just adds different layers to the lighting actually makes your body enjoy the space more. Using the right color temperature of light also, you can get different LED lights now that some are very abrupt light, more task oriented, and then others are, you know, more warm and allow you to relax, which can affect your mood. And so using the right lights within the certain areas of the home will, will make a big difference. And then there's just color changing light bulbs that you can put in lamps. You know, uh, my kids here have, you know, color changing LED and light bulbs in their room. And sometimes they're pink and purple and all that, and just more cheery color that can help your mood also. But light is one of the most important when it comes to mood, sleep, and just your overall comfort in, in a room, it, it's telling your brain, you know, what responses to do. So if it's a warm light, you're comfortable, the mood is, is more candlelight. And then if it's task oriented, because when we have a task light is a very bluish color, it's like the middle of the day. It's like noon, you know, like right now, noon, um, it gives you, you go outside in the middle of the day, you're, you're most awake than what you will ever be at any other time in the day. And so you can choose different types of lights, different layers of lights and different color of light in order to affect your mood. Lighting, you know, outside of the wellness story we like to talk about, you know, adds safety, convenience, 
you know, the safety side of it is I always say you never have to come home to a dark house. You know, if you've ever come home and your every light is off in your house, you can use technology or an automation system to do a couple of things. You, you can turn the light on, you know, remotely before you get home. Uh, some use a proximity sensors that will allow you to, you know, walk up to the house and lights turn on. Uh, or geofencing, which knows you're getting close to the house and it will turn lights on for you. The other side to, to lighting control is, you know, you can program the lights to be at certain levels during certain times of the day. So, you know, we know that we're going to be cooking dinner at five o'clock and we hit the button on the wall, the lights just go into task mode, into that brightness level. Um, you know, at 4 a.m., you walk into the washroom and you hit the light you know, we've all done this and it's full brightness and you're half asleep, you know, your lights turn on full brightness uh, and it's just really annoying and hard on your eyes. You can use an automation system to turn that same light on and it's going to take it to just 10% because it knows it's 4 a.m. in the morning. And correct me if I'm wrong, once you've got that, it's really easy to use things like voice control to to really easily interface with it as well, which makes it more accessible to a lot of people, right? Yeah, absolutely. There, All these uh, automated lights are working with the, the major brands of voice control. So you can just say, you know, sometimes awkward language, but you can just, you know, ask it to turn on lights in certain rooms and it will. For these systems, they seem a little complicated sometimes. Are they easy to install these systems or do you need professionals to help you? I mean, there is a DYI component to it and it is readily available. I never say change a light switch out if you don't feel like you can handle it and you're not an electrician. Uh, but there is a, a large integration uh, industry where you can hire a, an integration company to come out and design and um, install and service the system. Um, it's a relationship built type of integration. And what I mean by that is you, when you're dealing with an integration company to take care of all these things, because it can be complex, it shouldn't be to use, but it can be complex in maintaining it. You'll want to have a great relationship with that integrator that, uh, that can service it in the future also. And, that, and that's the thing with the wellness side of it also, and just the automation side, is there are advancements in the automation system and the wellness products talking to each other. Uh, so that sensor that's on the wall that's monitoring the air quality will talk through the automation system to the air purification system and make sure that it turns on or it's running at the right time. Uh, it will also take into account the temperature in the room and the and the humidity uh, and run run it that way. So that way you're not just running these systems 24-7. They're turning on when they're needed. Um, and that's the advantage of having a, a very holistic integration system that's looking at every component in the house. Don't enjoy that they're talking to each other. <laughs> it's a little futuristic for me. Brett, you know, on this show, we spent a lot of time talking about planning ahead, working with our builder and designer to get the best results. If we're going to incorporate some of what we just talked about into our discussion with them, when is the best time to bring it up with the professional you're working with in order to capitalize on the opportunity to get this stuff in your home as soon as you can? Well, if it's a new build and the and the budget is there, then you want to be you know talking about it right at you know, right at the beginning with the, with the architect, the designer, um, your builder needs to be on board. So I know there's an integrated design process that's talked quite commonly where you get everyone to the table. 
Um, and that's really where you want this brought up is to, is to say, okay, we're going to talk about our heating system or cooling system, you know, the, the water system. We're going to talk about air purification. We're going to talk about all those things that go into the start of the design. It needs to be part of the conversation, you know, at least begin the conversation. Um, because if it's not, then the mechanical, the mechanical side of it might not have the room um you know to to put it in or the plumber isn't on board to to pipe in where the water purification would be and you can't change those things after you start um and if you can they may be an expensive change for renovations brett is it kind of the same process yeah i mean it depends on the level of the renovation um you know you can renovate if say if you're renovating a kitchen you can make the area under the sink large enough to put a just a a local water purification system. You don't have to do the whole entire house because it might not be possible. But if the kitchen cabinets, you know, are being redesigned, then you can actually make that possible at that point in time. You know, if it's a renovation and they can expand on the area that the furnace, if it's a forced air furnace can be, you know, where you can put in an air purification system for the entire house, then yeah, it's definitely possible. And we can assist there. So our partner, Repure, they actually do design services for air purification. You know, and I actually used my own home as a, as the process, um, you know, just took pictures, provided the size of the house, you know, how many people live in it, and they can provide a quote on what it would be for the equipment. And then, of course, the install would be a local install. Anyways, Brett, this episode has been so informative. You've given both Mike and I and our listeners a lot of great information to start a discussion about how we can improve our lives through the homes we live in. Oh, yeah. This has been an excellent discussion in kickoff season three, looking at homes through the lens of better living. Today, we talked about healthy homes, focusing on air, water, and light, and about how Knowing your environment can help you control your environment, and helping you control your environment can help you live a significantly better lives. Um, the easiest step, Brett, in your opinion, to making our homes a little bit healthier, just to leave our listeners with some great insight. What do you think? Get an air monitor. Again, it's available a lot of different places, but an air monitor would be the first thing I would do. Uh, and then just make wellness choices. You know, maybe turn the the label to any cleaning products that you're buying and see if they're VOC free, because that can affect the air quality. But an air quality monitor would be the first thing I would do in order to jump into understanding what's happening in your home. Are there any resources that you'd like to share with our listeners, Brett? You covered a lot today. Resources. I mean, check out the, if you Google the Well AP, I mean, they definitely are upping their information game when it comes to the residential environments. CIPartners.ca and our partner Repure.io, which is our wellness partner. They have a lot of really good information and, and the brands that we deal with. There's a lot of different brands, but these are the brands we deal with. So there's lots of resources there. And just, you know, because everyone's going to be running out buying an air uh, monitor right you know, after they hear this. So when you buy that, there's lots of resources that are available from, you know, different brands of air quality monitoring. 
Thanks, Brett. This has been an amazing episode. And, you know, for over 20 years, you've been an amazing resource for me and everyone in the technology industry and now the construction industry. And it's so wonderful to have you sharing your knowledge with homeowners and people who live in homes so they can benefit from your years of experience as well. So that's amazing. And to our listeners, if you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share with your friends and families. The more followers we have, the more people who find our podcast and the excellent resources our guests, like Brett, are sharing. Links to everything mentioned on today's episode, including links to well AP, go to haven.ca slash measure twice cut once. Thanks for joining us. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com.